What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Analytical Concepts with yours truly, Mr. Brown. Cousin Troy will be back Sunday. I'm doing this solo for today, just talking a little bit of a little bit about sports. Um, before I get started, though, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go ahead and download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So let me just jump right into this real quickly. Get myself comfortable here. All right, good folks. Football season is quickly coming upon us. People have reported to camp. Teams are opening camps. Um, One of the headlines... Uh, we have right now is Aaron Rodgers returning back to Green Bay. Um, this may be his last season in Green Bay. Uh, they just actually uh, completed the trade for. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Have a call coming in. Have to wait for this one. But um, yeah, excuse me, good folks. Phone slipping and sliding all over the place. So anyway, as I was saying. Hold on. I had to decline that. So anyway, <laughs> sorry, good folks. Um, yeah, but they just conducted a trade to get Randall Cobb back. According to the GM, Bra- or the brass, Green Bay, uh, bucket, uh, Green Bay Packers brass. Jeez, I hate when that happens. Uh, that trade was strictly for Aaron. They want to make him happy. They want to keep him in Green Bay for the rest of his career. But I don't see it happening. I don't see him staying in Green Bay, finishing out his career in that in, in those uh, those colors that we've grown to uh, know as the Green Bay Packers. Um, but they've had a run on defensive players the last several drafts, and it hasn't really amounted to much. They've got great regular season success. They get to the playoffs. They, they've been to the NFC Championship game the last two the last two seasons, and they've been totally just blown up destroyed in the playoffs so i don't think it's necessarily a a problem with the offense per se i think when you look at the situation with aaron Rodgers, and um it wasn't about the money because he said hey i'll sit out this season so i think he if he sat out he's going to lose about 22 million dollars so he's letting you know i got money i'm not worried about it what up, Bunk? Um, so on that note, it really comes down to getting offensive players in the fold. Guys who guys who can be Aaron Rodgers type players. Now, oh, what's good, Bunk? Hey, everybody. I'm live, as you all know how I do. Uh, doing live on Instagram. Uh, my man, Bunk, what's good? Talk about your Green Bay Packers. That's what we're talking about right here. Um it's gotten to the point where when you look at Rodgers, yes, you have guys like Alan Lazard, St. Brown, um, you know, Devontae Adams, we know about that. Uh, Aaron Jones in the backfield, very productive guy, 30 touchdowns over the last two seasons. But for some reason, it, it's just not enough to get over the hump. Um, Rodgers also expressed himself in his uh, first interview after uh, practice. Uh, was that, you know, letting go of certain players like... Um, 
Jordy Nelson in particular, you know, that was the thing that kind of just ticked him off. And if you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people call him a, a diva, a, you know, a, a crying ass bitch, whatever the case may be. Let's just put it. Let's put it. Let's just put it in perspective. He knows what's going to make him successful. So if you put guys around him who know him, you know, 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 like know how he operates on the field, they know the timing of things, just like Brady. You want the guys that you want. That's just it. Bottom, bottom line, simple and plain. So there's other things swirling about the NFL. Um, you have guys coming back from injuries. But most important thing that I think we have going on, too, is Deshaun Watson. That's a situation that's ongoing. The league said he can practice, no restrictions, and he still wants to trade. And even though, you know, with all the, you know, the 22 civil suits going against him for sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, things of that nature, um, not going to really dive into that, but the man showed up to work. So he knows he knows what he has to do. Whoever, you know, whoever's in his camp, they're putting whatever, they're putting the right thing in his air by coming in, showing up for work. And I think don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think I'm gonna to have to say it. Yeah. Um <laughs> he asked for a trade. And he saw, you know, his best his best wide receiver be traded to uh to the Cardinals. JJ Watt. He got out of there. He's with the Cardinals. Deshaun Watson is looking at two of the best players on the team outside other than himself, and they're gone. So obviously, yeah, hey, you know what? I know what makes me I know what helps me win. And you took two of the guys away that helps the team win. So it makes you wonder what direction is this team going in? New GM, new head coach. Um also, the fact that this thing this thing starts to really go go goes go crazy when he didn't have a say in who the head coach was, who the GM was going to be. And I think if this is the guy you're paying a whole bunch of money to, and he's your franchise guy, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. The quarterback is the face of your franchise, right? So, with that being said. If they are the faces of your franchise, of these two franchises, they should definitely have a say in who's going to come in, run the front office, et cetera, et cetera, to a certain degree, to a certain degree. Now, the Deshaun Watson situation, as we all know, is crazy. And the league is still doing their investigation. So usually we've seen guys in this position before just not even be able to report to camp. So something's going on behind the scenes. Now, you take a look at teams like the Cardinals. Uh, I believe Chandler Jones says he wants out of, he wants out of uh, Arizona. Uh, Xavier Howard wants out of Miami, says he's outperformed his contract. Uh, and it's only two years into it. And, um, you know, I think he signed a five-year, $75 million deal. That's Xavier Howard, uh, the, corner, the cornerback from the Miami Dolphins. And he's saying he wants a, a new deal or just basically, hey, trade me. Um, you got to find a team that wants to that wants to take you want to take on a, a good portion of that salary. And not saying that Howard's not a good player. I think he's um, 
one of the, you know, he's a young guy, been in the league a few years, and he, you know, he's one of those young thumpers in the league. And could he get paid elsewhere? Quite possibly. Could he end up, you know, getting get traded? Quite possibly. But I don't think uh, Brian Flores wants to trade him. I don't think the Dolphins brass want to trade him. Eventually, they're going to come to some type of agreement, and uh, we'll see Xavier Howard, number 25, back in that uh, that green that green and orange and white that we uh we have all grown accustomed to seeing over the years in Miami. But um a little bit more. So now to the uh wide receiver that drives all the ladies crazy. OBJ, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. He's coming back from an injury and um Cleveland winning their first playoff game since 1994. Um my observation of that whole situation in Cleveland was pretty you may agree with it, may not agree, but once it was like once he was out of the lineup, it seemed like Baker Mayfield began to grow and really just develop. And the pressure wasn't on him getting the ball into Odell's hands almost every damn play. Now you have a running game in Cleveland. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has really been productive for Cleveland. Um I really look at this this team right now really as it is. They have a really, really, really good defense. Really great defense that I think can be a lights-out defense. Um, offensively, at times we know Baker Mayfield can go, you know, he can get a little crazy back there. And he starts slinging the ball all around, interceptions, et cetera, et cetera. But... You know, Cleveland could be that team that comes out of the AFC this year. And, you know, with well, they could make a lot more noise than they made last season. Now, I'm not taking anything away from um, from the defending AFC champs, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We also know Mahomes is coming back. He had offseason surgery. So we'll see how that, uh, that toe is doing. But right now, as it stands, the class of the AFC are the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have other teams in that within the AFC that look like they can, you know, make a strong run. Now the team that I, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. You know, what, I'm gonna answer this question to my man Bunk, who's on the live uh, on Instagram. I think, um, I think Aaron's gonna leave. I, I, I think he's gonna leave after this season. And it really, you know, I, I, and it also depends on what moves they make, because they have to, I, they have to bolster that offense. They do. They really have to work on the offense. I think, I think even if they sit there and appease him, and give him everything he needs, I think he's still out the door. I think he's out the door, because there's no way he stays unless they make a really deep run in the playoffs, and I'm talking about Super Bowl. Not NFC Championship game and get beat up. I'm talking Super Bowl. That's that's the only way he stays. And they got to win. But even still, I think if they win the Super Bowl, I think he's out the door. I think he's going to bolt somewhere and I think he's going to try and pull a, a Brady move. Go somewhere win it, and try and win the Super Bowl elsewhere to prove, hey, I'm the man. It, you know, it, it's always been about me. But there's some things that go. Oh, hell yeah, they got to help him some. 
you know, they have to help. Aaron Rodgers doesn't, he needs the help. And every year it seems like, you know, he gets some guys who can really ball out and Green Bay does not retain them. Um, when they let Randall Cobb go, Cobb went to Dallas and, hey, he helped out my man Dak a lot. Dallas decided, hey, you know, you're asking prices too much. He went to the Texans. Texans said, hey, we'll pay you. And, you know, now he's back with Green Bay via trade. Where should he go? I, I, that's a question, you know, that's a good question. Uh, it, it depends on what he's feeling. Because I think if he leaves, I can't say all 32 teams because there are teams who have quarterbacks who are getting paid a lot of money and they're, and they're behind their guys. You would He would have to go to a team that has a young quarterback that is sitting in the wings that can learn from him. But we know Aaron Rodgers, is treat, he, he will treat a guy pretty much the same way Favre treated him. So, like I said, it, I don't know, man. You know, that's a good question, Bunk. That's a very good question. Um, I could see him at some point, if he, you know, I could see him, you know what, going to Washington. If anything, I could see him going down to Washington and because, you know, he has this thing about beating Dallas and I, I can't stand him. I'm a Cowboy fan. I said it. Yes. But um, just jumping off this off of this topic, we'll jump back to uh, Mr. Rogers in a minute and uh, go back into his neighborhood. There are teams right now like the New York Jets. Their their uh, their first round draft pick Zach Wilson has not reported to camp, has not signed his contract. Um, I kind of find it interesting. All right, man. I know you. I know you over there thumping. Get that dough, man. Holler at me later. Um, to me. You look at the AFC East. Right now, the team to beat is Buffalo. The team to beat in the AFC East is Buffalo. Stay blessed, my brother. We'll wrap later. But Buffalo is a team to beat. And I think, you know, Josh Allen had a great season last season. But I think he's going to regress a little bit this season. It happens. It, you, it really happens. Sometimes guys peak before they're supposed to, and they don't stay there for a while. They don't stay there very long. They, they will regress. And he might have that season where he does regress, and then he bounces back, and everything's all right. But with uh, Stefan Diggs as the receiver there, and, you know, and they really have a – I think Buffalo's defense really it will, will carry them this season if – if he struggles, if Josh Allen struggles. But the the team that's interesting also in that division, believe it or not, we all know is the New England Patriots. And we want to see what, a, what, what Cam will look like and be like with a actual full training camp under his belt, no COVID restrictions. Um, and then, you know, Matt Jones. Matt Jones was the Patriots' first-round pick. Uh, we know – we saw Matt play at Alabama – you know, he replaced Tua, so he had like a season and a half. And we got, to we got to watch him really ball out last season and win the national championship in Alabama. And I think a lot of people 
like Mac Jones because of his decision making and the accuracy. So that's one thing. If Cam struggles this year, if he struggles and they don't put up at least 20, 23, 24 points a game this season, I'm just throwing out numbers. But if Cam struggles, I, I don't think Bill hesitates to tell Cam, hey, sit down. We're, we're going with Mac. But you have to build up around that team, too. You got to build up around both these quarterbacks. Now, Cam, we all know, is not the most accurate passer. So the, the offense has to be tailor-made for him. Where Mac, and, this, and before anyone jumps up, this ain't a black and white thing. This is an actual football thing. Mac is a better passer. Cam is a better athlete. And we know Cam can pull down the ball and run and do all that stuff. But he's gonna you don't want him taking too many more hits at, at his age playing, you know, and playing within the NFL. You also don't want you don't want your quarterback getting hit, period. But it happens. So if Cam does go down, Mac comes in, and you have to also look at the Stefan Gilmore situation. He has a big contract, rather hefty. You want to know, can they move him? Will they move him? We don't know. Hey, Miss M, we're talking football here. Um, Gilmore, to me, is still one of the top corners in this league. He will shut you. He will shut your number one down. I've seen it. He will. He will shut you down. And then you go down south to to Miami, where they're, they're a young team on the rise. They're a young team on the rise. Two is the quarterback. They got some pieces down. They don't know all the pieces, so don't don't start asking, right? I just did this show as impromptu, so I didn't really I didn't really do all my homework. But the question is, can Tua get the job done at quarterback? Because we know everyone went bonkers when they were in minicamp, threw five interceptions. Oh my God, he threw five. But why not make the mistakes there and, and and learn from them? And then you go into the regular season. You never know. Tua could be that guy that starts to look like, oh boy, ooh, he's a bad somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, you know that that's you know that's the AFC East right there for you. I'm gonna jump over to the NFC and look at the NFC East. Well, that's an interesting division because last year the Redskins won it. What up, JJ? The Redskins won it. Well, I mean, the Washington football team won it last year with a 7-9 record. That's how abysmal that division was. Um, they have some quarterback quandaries going on down there. Alex Smith just retired. Uh, I'm, you know, I was hoping to get at least watch him play one more time. And that's the thing. Whether it's your team or not, if a guy's balling out, Tip your hat to that man and congratulate him. Washington, they won the division. They beat A. Hey, listen, they didn't, you know, they swept my boys. I A. Hey, hats off to you because you whooped my Cowboys' asses. What up, JJ? Fist up, bruh. Fist up. Um, you, you, you have two guys coming back from injuries within this division as well. One of which is being Saquon Barkley. Saquon is in the, I think he's a dynamic player. I think he also needs to get out of the Giants organization, get away from there. 
I know that. But when healthy, he's a thousand yard back. He's a guy that can give you 300, 400 yards coming out of the backfield as far as catching passes and receiving. He's a dynamic player. Uh, Daniel Jones is the QB. We know, we know Davey. Davey can run the ball too. He can pull it down and scramble and make some things happen, extend plays. Um, Sterling Shepard's still on the roster. Uh, hopefully he has a big bounce back season and he does his thing. So, you know, the Giants and the Redskins, we all know two teams with, uh, what up, Steve, who, um, you know, they were fighting it. They were fighting that, fighting it out the last, you know, at the, the last part of the season. You go to Philly. Philly trades Carson Wentz to Indy. Jalen Hurts, he's not the clear-cut starter because there is going to be competition. Competition, and I, I don't. I think Jalen Hurts has the ability to be an NFL starter, but he has to still learn. He has to sit sit back and learn, and learn. Now they went and got Devontae Smith in the draft to bolster that receiving core, but. I think their problems in Philly a little deeper than just the quarterback position. It starts up there in the office, in the GM's office, Howie Roseman. Um, Howie, you know, the, as a football fan, not a, not just a Cowboy fan, a football fan. You look at Philly, yep, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with Nick Foles. Nick Foles, um, well, he's in Chicago as a backup. Uh, quite possibly, well, I think I, I think he and Andy Dalton are going to be the backups. <laughs> so, enough said. Um, but Philly, to me, they always, you know, they have good ball plays. They got good guys. And Jalen Mills was a free agent. You know, he's in New England now. Uh, he's going to be playing the opposite of Stephon Gilmore. But, um to me, Philly just, it seems like they, they, they got over the hump. They got the Super Bowl. But then, as an organization, they regressed. You know, Carson Wentz, to me, was the, was an easy scapegoat. We all know he's the number one pick. And compared to the fourth-round guy who wears a star on, his, on the side of his helmet, Dak Prescott, uh, the, numbers seem, the, the numbers would say, yeah, they're close, but... The, the win-loss record speaks volumes. We, we, we know he lost time. Carson Wentz lost time with the knee injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Foles came in. They went, on, they went on that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. And they beat the mighty New England Patriots. Enough mm-hmm. said, right? Dig it. And, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to give props to y'all. I don't give a fuck if I'm a Cowboy fan and not no hatred here. Mm-hmm. None. You deserve that. You want it. And you want it fair and square. So... Philly has talent, but you got to figure out who your quarterback is. Simple and plain. Plain and simple. Now, Dallas is a little bit of a different story, in my opinion, where you're getting Dak Prescott back. People kept saying Dak wasn't worth, Dak's not worth the money. But as soon as he got injured, Andy Dalton came in. You know, he got sick with COVID. Uh, guilt. Uh, Gilbert came in, and they almost won a game with him. Uh, Danucci, mm, you know, uh, that was that was horrible. You know, so 
Dak coming back, I think, gives Dallas a really great chance to go in this division with now an 18-game schedule. Um, was it 17? My bad. 17, not 18. Ooh, I don't know why I'm thinking 18. 17. 17 games. You're going to play 17 games. And um, the quest, we all know Dak had that horrible injury. Yeah, it was gruesome. But the production of the team offensively just dropped precipitously. Once once Dalton came in, there was a drop in the offense. They couldn't really generate much. But through it all, through it all, Amari Cooper, who's going to start the season on the pup list, still had over 100 catches, well over 1,000 yards, only had six touchdowns. The injuries, were mount, the injuries mounted up early. The O-line was decimated. And they were, you know, just basically plugging and playing, guys, plug and play. And that's how it was going for them. Uh, Zeke is a guy I think is going, I, in my opinion, is going to have a big, a big comeback season, just like Saquon Barkley. Um, I think he bounces. I think they both bounce back and uh, are in contention for that, uh, for the rushing title. In my opinion, I think the Cowboys will play for a Super Bowl title, just like all 32 teams are competing for a spot in the Super Bowl. So that's just how it goes. Um, there are other conference conferences of interest, like the, the AFC North. You, you take a look at Joe Burrow coming back for Cincinnati. You got Joe Mixon in the mix, and I think Joe Mixon is one of the most productive backs, whether he's running between the tackles or catching passes out the backfield. Uh, no more A.J. Green. Cincinnati, to me, is in flux because they, you know, they have a young coach, young quarterback. You have a star, in my opinion, a star in the making in Joe Mixon, who has he's got his name out there. You have to figure out who you're gonna get out there for Joe Burrow. Uh, you got just you got a uh, you got you got his boy from LSU now as uh, his as one of his uh, his teammates. Um, we we know we know about Justin Jefferson. He's he got you know he's up there in Minnesota. Did his thing last season. Um, phenomenal rookie season. So Cincinnati has some things that they, that they can start working with, and I I like that. We all know Baltimore and, and Lamar Jackson, you know, the human hot the human highlight reel. But he's gonna have to become a passer. He's gonna have to start developing pocket presence. He needs that. I think that I think the dude is an incredible ball player, man. I mean, I've seen him pass the ball. He can get it down the field, but I think you have to start sitting there and really going through your reads and really start finding your you know your place in that pocket. Baltimore's defense to me, uh, the loss of Judon, he's in New England now. I think that's a big loss on the on the defense because this is a team and a franchise that has been known for their defense. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Bowler, Peter Bowler, Chris McAllister, just to name a few. You know, they've never really had too many big stars on the offense. We know they had Jamal Lewis at one point. Um Todd Heap was a good tight end until he, you know, the hip injury. Um, so Baltimore's a team that's always intriguing every season because you don't know, you don't know which way they're going, you don't know how it's going to turn out. So then they, you know, then we know Cleveland. I talked about Cleveland earlier. You know, they are right now to me. 
I, I think they're a team that can really take take that division, win the division title, and make some moves in the playoffs. But also, you got to look and see who's going to make a trade in that division. Who's going to make a move to get a to get a star player? You know, you look at what um, you look at what Pittsburgh did a couple of years ago by getting um, oh my God, I just had his name on the tip of my tongue, but uh, Minka Fitzpatrick kind of gave them an identity back in that secondary, something that they hadn't had since um, well Ike Taylor and Troy Polamalu since those guys left, and we know. Uh, Pittsburgh, they've always been known for having great linebackers. Uh, their defense, to me, in my opinion, is they need help. They need some help. But also it comes from the offensive side of the ball. Get a running game established. Get a running game established, and it will take a lot of pressure off of Roethlisberger. You'll be able to sustain drives, and that defense doesn't get tired. <clears throat> so... Those are basics. Those are the basic parts of football. If you can sustain drives and keep your defense off the field, keep the other defense on the field, your chances of winning are great. Now, we discussed Cincy. We discussed Pittsburgh. Hey, that's the whole division right there. So, approaching the half an hour mark on the show, I'm going to go a little bit more after I read this. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I'm back, good people. So, you head out to the AFC West. That's a division that, to me, is like, it's, it's, it's one of those cool divisions because you look at Kansas City. We know about Mahomes, so we don't even have to really talk about, that, talk about Kansas City, but we will anyway. Um, Pat Mahomes really is, a, he's one of those players that we, we call him a generational talent. I think that word gets thrown around a little too much. I think if you put on the film and you study and you know the tendencies of the teams that you're playing, you're going to look great. Tom Brady has proven that to us. Tony Romo, I know people, oh, yeah, he sucked. But here's a guy that was starting to figure out what teams were doing later in his career. That's called film study. Um, we saw guys like John Elway in the past. We, we've watched a lot of quarterbacks in the past. Sit back, study film, and begin to understand and let the game come to them. Mahomes is learning to let the game come to him, which I think, in, some, in my opinion, will make him an even better quarterback. Do I see him winning seven Super Bowls? No. Do I see him win, winning two more? Yes. So, in my in just the way I see things, Kansas City has a nice defense. They got some. They got some guys on that side of the ball that can. That can muddle up an opposing team's offense, but we know, we know what Kansas City brings to the table offensively. We know Tyreek Hill and all those guys, speed, 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 speed. But wait till you get a guy who can run some routes properly. I'm not talking about the YouTube, let me break your ankle stuff. I'm talking about actually put you, put you one way, and you're going the other way. You know what I'm saying? 
So we know he's we know Mahomes and and those guys in KC are a very intriguing bunch, and they all they just ball out. For my Raider fans, yes, playing out there in Las Vegas now. Um, this is I think this is a real real deal make or break year for Gruden. He's got five. I mean, basically, he's tied up there for a while. So he, so Mike Mayock. I don't think Mike Mayock will fire him anytime soon because Mike Mayock is the GM. Um, but they do have to start making some better moves to shore up both sides of the ball. Uh, Josh Jacobs is the team's running back, and when healthy, he's a problem. Derek Carr to me isn't the problem. You have to, and, I'm, and I know. It's been proven you don't need a bunch of big-time receivers, but you got to go out there and find a big-time receiver that can match up well with Derek Carr. They tried Antonio Brown. We saw what happened with that. He went full-blown knucklehead. But hey, he rebounded nicely, ended up in Tampa Bay, got himself a Super Bowl ring. But you got to get some guys out there. If Oakland is going to have any chance, and Derek Carr is not going to, you know, doesn't want to be labeled as a loser. It comes down to your front office. Mike Mayock, get it done. You know, then you, you take a look at the San Diego Chargers. New head coach, Justin Herbert last season, in my opinion, for a rookie. Boy, the boy balled out. He balled out. Keenan Allen is in the mix. Um... You know, Melvin Gordon was out of there last year and went, ended up in Denver. So, you have young quarterbacks in that division. You look at the Raiders and the Chiefs, they have veteran quarterbacks. I mean, in, right now I call Mahomes a veteran because he's been in the league for a few years, but he's also been to two Super Bowls. So, he has that veteran that veteran mentality. He's a guy. He was a locker room guy. He's going to run the team. But when, I'm, when I look at Justin Herbert, he has the ability to, in my opinion, he's not going to be better than Mahomes. But he has more athletic gifts. And I think he's a guy that's going to start to capitalize on that starting this season. He's a big guy. He's about 6'6", good 222, 30, and he can move. And last year, we watched him put the ball on the money, dropping dimes. Unlike the guy up there in Denver, Drew Locke. Now, to me, Drew Locke, he's got a lot of moxie. He's got, you know, he's got that personality, but it's time to put that onto the football field and go win some games for that Bron- for that Broncos uh, organization. They are, they are a team that's moving in a new direction with a new GM, all that good stuff. No more John Elway calling the shots, so to speak. It's time to start getting some guys in there. You're getting Bradley Chubb back from injury on the defensive side of the ball. Von Miller's coming back, so you got some guys that can get at get to the uh, the passer. Um. But guys, I got to go. We will pick this up again. I will finish the rest of this because I know we've covered a couple of divisions. And we will get to the uh, Super Bowl champs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers next time I come back. So everybody have a great day. And I'll talk to you all later.